Woo! Hey there, folks. We are back. It is the Uticast once again, episode 115. And this week, we are welcoming back GFOP Kate Riley as she comes back to talk about the downtown get down and share her many adventures from Japan. Uh, plus, this week, we're talking a lot about the downtown hospital. It's been a while since we discussed that. Uh, talking about the closing of HCCC's radio and broadcasting uh, department. We are talking about American Idol. We're talking about history. We're talking about... Uh, time span, and of course, we're talking about bad music, all this and more. Uh, we are happy to have you back, folks. Episode 115. Oh, Charlie the Cat wants to be involved, too. Say hi, Charlie. All right. You can't just, but every time I see a castle in like a television show or movie, it's like a lonely job creator. You have staff. <laughs> job creator. See, this is what the Republicans are missing out on build more castles, yeah. oh, more jobs. Please, like they're not doing enough. <laughs> Welcome back, folks. Uh, once again, episode 115. 115, uh, and we're joined once again by our good, good friend, the boss lady. Uh, Kate Riley, who just got back from an excellent vacation to Japan, and I'm super jealous. Mm-hmm. Japan, on my bucket list of places I'd like to go, right? Like, I feel like... I feel like I would think I would have to spend so much time in Japan. I feel like I could spend six months soaking it all in. Yeah, we talked a lot about the stuff she... And she saw just mostly Tokyo stuff, and we probably could have gone for like an hour on just stuff oh, she sure. saw in Tokyo. So, I'm very excited for that. Uh, we're also going to talk about the downtown get-down, obviously. Uh, which, since I'm here right now, just to remind you folks, MadeInUtica.com backslash get down September 16th it's coming up very rapidly you can tell by the panic in my voice <laughs> since we have to get ready for it uh, lots of busy work left to be done but I'm, I'm really looking forward to it uh, Franklin Square Bag Square uh, the United County Market and finally Nail Creek featuring Gibbs the the real burnouts uh, I have the list of music that I went through and I can't find it now because I can't read my own writing uh, oh yeah, Comfy, uh, Old Lang Syne, uh, and Our Common Roots. It's going to be a good time. And then of course, free movie in Franklin Square. We got Guardians of the That's Galaxy that weekend. night. A huge, I know, are you excited? It's a great weekend. Downtown Get Down is the most fun of all the Maiden Utica mm-hmm. things we do. Mm-hmm. Easily. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. Kev, are you also jazzed up for the downtown get down? Um, I, I, as per always, will not be able to partake mm-hmm. no. in almost any of it because duty calls. Yeah, duty. duty calls. We've got, I've got something going on at work that day. It'll be busy. Um, I won't get to, I'll probably show up at Nail Creek. Mm-hmm. Like towards the end of the night, I'll probably come down to Nail Creek when I get done working on Saturday. So I'll probably catch Gibbs out there in the tent, which is going to be cool because, you know, that's the point that, that, is really to be made is we're not talking about Nail Creek on the porch. You're talking about the parking lot in between. Yes, I know. That's a really so this is going to be a heavy duty show. So I hope a lot of people go out because I know a lot of mm. people when you think oh there's a show at Nail Creek, but well, there's only a finite amount of space. 
but that lot is much bigger, so you can throw a hell of a party out there. Absolutely. No, I'm really excited. Uh, I don't know what you guys know about Gibbs, but Gibbs is excellent. People should look up Gibbs and check out his music. I was awesome. surprised because Justin suggested it to me, so I assumed it was going to be terrible. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> true. And it was actually, I was very surprised. <laughs> it's going to be a good show. Uh, yeah, so again, uh, you'll hear us talk about it a lot for this week and next week, obviously, Downtown Get Down, MadeinUtica.com backslash Get Down. Uh, all right. Let's stick with some local stuff. You know, we've... We get caught off talking about national stuff a lot in this show. Yes. Uh, about important things going on. Listen, I think that that's just a symptom of the times. I think a lot of the news focus is national these days, or maybe the national news is just being projected more. I don't know. I blame Facebook. Uh, but we haven't talked enough, I feel like, about local stuff. Uh, and it's been a long time since we've actually discussed anything about the downtown hospital on the, on the show. Uh, maybe, maybe it's because we've had uh, GFOP's Brett Truitt on the show who was down here talking about his No Town Down Hospital website uh, and Sam Claus Motesta who was on the next week talking about, yes, <laughs> Downtown Hospital. So we haven't really talked much about it and if you want to hear what they have to say you can go back and check out those episodes. Um, but this is an interesting scenario. Usually on this show I feel like we tend to... Go like one way. One way, right? Yeah. Like, and it's, it is what it is. We tend to generally agree most of the time. This is not a subject that lends itself to much, like, black and white agreement. There's a lot of gray area here. Uh, and you, Heather, told me that you are, at the moment, you are no down in the hospital. No. <laughs> Heather's got notes. No, she's got notes. <laughs> not really. <laughs> no, I <laughs> she's got notes. Mm. Um, no, the problem I said was that the hospital would take up a big chunk of downtown Utica. Mm-hmm. And if you were to look at the commercial zoning map, that's basically the only place we have left to do big commercial zoning. I mean, you can map out all of Utica, but there's not a lot left. So if the hospital does come in there, take that chunk away. There's no potential room for any more real big growth down there. And um, going back, Utica has done things throughout the year, slowly progressing, growing like Monday, Utica Monday nights and things like that. And they're getting there. It just takes time. But if we put that hospital in there and we take away that giant chunk of commercial zoning then like where that's available then there's no room to put anything else mm. Interesting. you can take a look at the map <laughs> if you guys want to see it um <laughs> i think it, one of the weird things i notice about this argument a lot of times is there seems to be a disconnect on both sides about what the hospital actually brings to the downtown area because when it's presented on one side it's always like oh it's going to be an attractive area it's going to breathe life in a downtown more people are going to come downtown but then the other side seems to just be like, no, it's going to kill traffic downtown. And I don't know which side is right. I tend to think that a hospital downtown would actually attract more businesses, knowing what I know but about, like, big cities. Put them. I, I All 250 other blocks that we have downtown. But the, they, the weird thing to me is downtown often gets talked about as only one side of Genesee Street. And I wonder why that is. And that's not directly this. That's, I guess, sort of a side thing. But, like... You go to the other side where Bleecker Street is, and you head to the eastern side of Genesee Street, and there's a ton of space over there. The commercial zoning thing is interesting because that is a concern, although you know maybe you get some more people to redouble down on Broad Street and places like that because we definitely still have a fair amount of commercial space. But if anything, I hope that if it pushes people out, I hope those people do take a stand somewhere either on the other side of Genesee Street or one of the other 
six to eight blocks up or four more down that are like still there. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're not, I mean, if they bring in the hospital and they decide we're going to have a new area, zoning area, that's great because mm-hmm. you're taking away something, but you're giving something else. And I feel mm-hmm. that that would be mm-hmm. nice. But as of now, I haven't heard anything like that. So mm-hmm. uh, one of my concerns, and actually this was voiced, I saw this in an article earlier. Uh, this was voiced by GFOP uh, Mike Galini, who's been on the show. He's uh, He doesn't really like the idea of it. He says, uh, I know that a lot of businesses... Uh, won't be made whole. And he's talking about the businesses that would have to be picked up and moved out of there. Uh, that is a concern. Like I th- That's what I think, the, for me, that's what a lot of it comes down to because those people should be treated fairly. Yes. For for the yeah. spaces that they have. And I mean, people have built, you know, there's a, there are a lot of good businesses down there amongst the, you know, the buildings that are crumbling and would need to come down anyways. And you need to make sure that all those people are fairly compensated and not just sort of tossed out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was talking about I was talking about the whole thing earlier. I think the biggest thing that everybody should be able to agree on is a little bit of transparency in the thing because this it's a big thing and it's a scary thing to do. So if it's going to be done, it has to be done with, you know, utmost transparency. If only to, to remind people that, you know, sometimes you get a bad rap in local politics for it being backroom deals and handshake stuff and things like that over the years. So even if that's not what you're doing, people might have that thought. So go out of your way to be transparent and explain exactly what's going to sure. happen and work through the process. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot. And to these people, it's probably like, just let us go with it. We shouldn't have to do this. But it's the only way to make the population feel comfortable with making such a giant move in our city. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is actually, it, again, this is an, it's an interesting issue. Um, I, In a weird way, I want to say it's a good issue. Right, like, where yeah, should we put this new hospital? Right, like, uh, I, I do hear this argument too. Again, that doesn't seem to connect on both sides. Like, some people on one side will say, like, we already have two hospitals in the area. But then the argument about that is they're not very nice modern hospitals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess that just depends on your your personal thoughts on those hospitals. I know a lot of people who feel very strongly about like Faxon and St. Luke's and, well, and like St. Luke's has that giant campus. Yeah. why can't we expand on that? That's what a lot of people say too. Yeah, I've heard that um, as well. Why can't we? do it I, a lot of it so. being wetlands is a huge issue too to put it up there and also you know proximity mm-hmm. to one of the big things they put in is the proximity to the roadways to get to it all the different connecting points for the highways and it's really I, I think the question a lot of people just have is is it is there a thorough enough discussion being had and i think that it helps that so many people are talking about it so much mm-hmm. that's positive because as much light mm-hmm. as they can shine mm-hmm. on it you know what i mean to explain the positions both ways and everything to do it as effectively as possible. This is a quote from uh, the architect, uh, Kim Wei, who uh, she's talking about how the location is actually strategically placed uh, through major thoroughfares, but also is meant to have a symbiotic relationship with the neighborhood around it. This is the quote. uh, The hospital will bring up to 4,000 people downtown every day that aren't coming there now, and those people will want to go out, will want to eat, they'll want to drink, they'll want to go to uh, laundry and take advantage of these types of services. This could be a real boon for the land uses around it. Um, I like hearing that from the architect. That's the part I. <laughs> that's kind of the part I I do agree yeah. with is the fact that like all the stuff that's already down there that mm-hmm. our food and everything, it's, they're gonna have more people coming in there to eat or they coming out of the there, area bringing them in. Look at the business that that Doug and Jason do down in Bite Bakery mm-hmm. right now. Look at the business they do. They're humming. You go mm-hmm. in there and I mean it's just like it's insane. Yeah. It's always busy. There's always people going through both sides. Now imagine you know. You get that hospital down there and the people come and their business is only going to grow more and more as people are like, okay, what's the best place to eat around here? And it's going to support, you know, 10 more people like them who can build other kind of businesses that people want in the, again, many, many, many buildings that are going to be left downtown. I think that I am concerned, like I said, I do hope that if they 
do go with the downtown hospital. And I do think that it will be a boon if it if they decide to build it downtown. I do think that people's concerns that it will drive businesses away are are a little bit silly. I do think. I, I don't like, maybe silly is the wrong word. I don't like to use that word. The fact that it wouldn't draw more people there, I think is naive to think that it wouldn't. I mean, like I've, I've seen enough beautiful hospitals and beautiful cities around the world to see that it doesn't, you know, doesn't yeah. make the area around it any worse or less, uh, less desirable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also do want to say that not every building is a historic building. Yeah. I, and I, I don't mean to be callous by that, but like, you can't save Every old dilapidated building, just because it's old. No, I definitely don't think. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like that's I, a concern. I definitely don't me. think you need to save them. I just think that we are growing, but it's slowly. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to take away mm-hmm. that chunk downtown from us, from everybody, then there's no chance of growing anymore down there. I mean, if you look at the map, there's no other places to put large buildings right now or put bigger businesses. I mean, mm-hmm. take a chance. If people just take a chance to look at it, and you'll mm-hmm. see the zoning map, and you'll see that there's no mm-hmm. other big spots. Uh, so this is a quote. You want to hear a quote from the mayor? This is from. Uh, <laughs> she's showing her map. We'll talk, we'll talk after. You can't see stuff on the podcast. <laughs> Bad radio. Can you guys see this chat. right now? Can you guys see it? Uh, so there's a quote from GFOP Mayor Paul Mary. Uh, she's coming back on the show. It's been a while. It's been like 100 episodes almost. Yeah. Uh, he feels like this kind of investment is something the city has not seen in his lifetime. This is a quote. This is an opportunity. Uh, to have a state-of-the-art facility, health facility in the city of Utica for the greater Utica area, which I think surpasses anything we could ever consider. Uh, I wish I did a better Palmieri impression. I'd do his voice there for it. I don't do a great... <laughs> it's just a general Italian impression. Uh, I don't know. Look, I, I don't think that there's anything... Nothing that I've read on the from the downtown hospital side has made me feel super concerned that a downtown hospital wouldn't be a good thing for the city. I do like the idea of it being downtown because it becomes a Utica thing. Maybe that's kind of selfish. Do you know what I mean? But, like, I I do feel like it's good to invest in the downtown. I do. I just think it is. The most, I think the most important, one of the most important things they have to watch, they have to make sure the people who are down there now get their dues yes. so they can go yes. on. Yes, for sure. Thing. I mean, look, there is, there is absolutely no coincidence that almost every single big voice leading the no hospital downtown charge is somebody who's got skin in the game and stands to sure. to have, you know, their property moved or taken and their business otherwise affected. You know what I mean? That's very exactly. clear. And that's a very real concern for real people. And those people do need to be, you know, taken yes. care of. Yeah. Mm. And I mean, that's just, it's something that, you know, they're going to have to do and find out. But like, you know, like the mayor said, and sort of like you just said, I have a tough time voting against progress of that size mm. in an area that, like I said, you know, you can go down there, and, you know, big buildings or not that they have. It's, there's nothing, and you would have to tear it all down and rebuild it again, mm. and it's not, I don't think it's that big of a section of downtown as it's made out mm. to be. Do you think... Looking at the map. Do you think... <laughs> looking at the map. <laughs> looking at the map. Do you th- <laughs> I was told Heather was bringing notes, so I've been looking at the map all day. Uh, do you think it's podcast suicide if I just put up the yes or no downtown hospital poll? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's, let's, I'm let's curious. Stop I'd fire. like to know. One of the big things that I would like to, that would be gone, that would be a bummer, is uh, it looks like they were going to take City Hall. That sucks. Mm. Yeah. City mm. Hall and Hannah Park, that one would hurt. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's a very real thing. Try to find a way to work around it. I, yeah, again, it comes with transparency. If you can guarantee that you will make things right for the businesses and the people who have invested money there and for the city itself, right, then mm. it's fine. If you're going to, you know what I mean? Probably well, I not. Think, I think Hannah that's, Park. And that's probably a, not. That's so a it's great, like a fairy tale right now. I love that reaction, though, <laughs> because I think that that is sadly the first reaction that's, that most people have. And when, it's going to yeah. be what, probably what happens. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, that and that's why that's why the people you, that's right. That's why the people have to be held accountable with mm. you know whatever power people have, and that's a good thing they're doing. If to further their cause, uh, they would they would benefit quite a bit from some web redesign, a little bit more. Yes. Uh, uh, well, that's it. technology. <laughs> Uh, interestingly enough, uh, neither uh, Semmelman Brindisi or uh, Congresswoman Tenney has uh, been available for comment. Uh, surprise, surprise! <laughs> surprise. Uh, but there is one uh, congressional guy who has come out for no downtown hospital, and that's Heath Phillips. You know this guy? He's yeah. apparently attempting to run for Democratic. This is what he's running on, yeah. Yeah, the no downtown. Yeah, so this will also be an issue for the uh, for that voting as well, for our Democratic voting. So that'll be fun. That'll be fun. <laughs> I feel like we will talk about this again, and if you guys want, maybe we'll, if the listeners want, maybe we'll start talking about it a little more often. I know we get caught up with the world. I have another local story, if you guys want to talk about that. Hit me. Sure. Let's go. Uh, this one is a little bit closer to my heart, although I have to admit, I'm going to say right now, I did not go to Herkimer College. Uh, but there was some news today that Herkimer Community College is cutting uh, their radio and broadcast program. Which, for a lot of people locally, and a lot of people not so locally, this is a sad thing to hear. Um, Herkimer, Herkimer College's radio and broadcast department is well known for letting students have the ability to get hands-on right away, where a lot of like major broadcast and radio schools don't let you do that. You don't touch a camera in Syracuse till your mm-hmm. junior year, you know what I mean? Um, and a lot of folks who couldn't afford to go to more expensive schools got hands-on experience here. And this is just a short list of some GFOPs who, who, been, who will be affected by this. Uh, Genesee Joe, local legend, ACCCC. Uh, Maiden Utica folks, Zach Wilson, Justin Parkinson, uh, Mark Piersma from the Adirondack Scenic Railroad, Bill Keeler, Don Shipman, uh, GFOPs, Adam Goldstein, and Dan Avasado. These are just the people I could remember. Yeah. Um, so. A lot of people. Is it lack of, fun- is it funding? Like they claim or? that it's a lack of, fun- I assume it's a lack of funding. Uh, they say it's because of low enrollment, high maintenance costs, and sluggish graduation rates. Uh, so let's just cut the radio. Yeah. <laughs> Can't imagine that. I can see that. To be fair, like knowing the type of people I know that have gravitated towards that program, and a lot of people that have done it and haven't really mm-hmm. gone, so I can see the low graduation rate. It's probably very high maintenance, but it is a shame because I know a lot of people who have been given, you know, the skills to make a living and build a life from doing that program at yeah. that school, mm-hmm. and that was always one of the really cool pulls that they had that set them apart from like an MBCC. It's a shame to see it go. It's too yeah. bad. Yeah. And like I, you said, people who can't afford to go to bigger schools are interested in that. Yeah. You know, I, won't be able I can't to. tell you how many kids I've talked to over the years who wanted to get into mm-hmm. like production or radio and I'm like, and they want to go to Syracuse. They yeah. want to go to the new house. So they want to go to NYU. And I'm like, yo, you don't have mm-hmm. to pay that money. No. Don't do it. Like it's, it just makes me, it's just a downer. Um, you know, and one of the things that's going to be done by next year. So the general rule for the kids who are currently there is either complete your degree by August 2019 or transfer to another program, wow. which seems really aggressive. Like that's yeah, really, that's a lot. Take uh, take grandfather and his kids. Like, take yeah. whatever time you have. Take it. You can afford an extra. It's a two-year school. You can afford an extra year yeah. or two. Just it. it yeah, uh, it makes me. Yeah. It's a shame, man. I mean, I've had HCCC was always. I had a lot of good times. I didn't go there, but I had a lot of friends that went there, and it was always a really cool thing. And it's. It's a shame because you wonder if it's not a sign of things to come for them. Did we play a show? Not a show. We played in that studio, didn't we? With the band. Yeah, they we filmed did. us. We, we did. We appeared on the TV show. There yeah, we go. we did. We appeared on the HCCC TV show. <laughs> and it, it was a weird phantom uh, blueprint slash coercion performance because I don't think I've ever saw it. I never saw what it looked like or heard it or listened to our no, interview. No, I don't think anybody did. No one ever did. And I think <laughs> I haven't seen pictures of you guys popping up on uh, 
Facebook. Yes. Yeah, what's going on with that? Out of nowhere, I'm looking and I'm like, look at all that hair, Sam. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. hey. I mean, it was long. Oh, it was very long. I was crazy. I'm like, very there, long. all these throwback pictures have been up. Like, all so. that hair on my head and none on my face. <laughs> uh, it's a different time for your boy, Famo. Uh, you know, and real quick, if you want to get real deep, when I was working for the WB, for anyone who remembers when I was on the WB as a, as a uh-huh. TV celebrity, oh, yeah, yeah. local oh, TV yeah. celebrity on the WB, <laughs> uh, we filmed a commercial where we were in a band, right? It was me and the four other people. We were pretending to be in a band. It was a song, Oh, What a Night. Oh, what a night. That was like the WB. Sorry, I missed that. That was like the WB theme song at the time. So what they would do is they would take like these clips from shows of like people dancing and then cut in these clips of us like playing the song and it was filmed in the I want to see these. I have it on tape. You want to see them? On tape? I'll sh- I have it on, I have it on, uh, I'll show them to you after we're done. Okay. I have the videotapes. Okay. My mom found them uh, when she was doing some some research. Uh, yeah, sad, sad. I hope it, I hope it's, uh, I, it's probably not, but I hope it's just a temporary thing. It'd be a shame if this was the end, but I, I have a bad feeling it probably is. Yeah. So it's a shame. Uh, all right. Do you guys really quickly want to talk about Trump? I have one Trump thing you guys want to talk about. Seems like you really want to dive in, so dive me in. Mm. Well, no, he had an interesting tweet this week. A tweet this week, I thought it was good. Uh, So, what do you guys know about this North Korea bomb test? They had this. I heard they have like a new hydrogen. Yeah, it was pretty wild, right? Bomb or something. Yeah, most popular, most powerful nuclear bomb (laughs) test yet. Uh, so Donald Trump oh, I don't want to, I didn't sent out a tweet. Well, it's actually here's the thing. It's not <laughs> as so it's not as flagrant as as normal. Uh, this is the tweet. United States is considering, in addition to other options, stopping all trade with any country doing business with North Korea. That's the quote. You know what that country that does ninety percent of their business with North Korea is? China. Us? <laughs> China. Yeah. So this is a nothing right. tweet. So I thought, yeah. <laughs> I thought this was a really strange moment. I was like, why are you? Why are you baiting China? And this would be bad for us. This would be terrible for our economy if we just stopped well, working with China. there are a lot of China. businesses that can't get stuff in. Mm. Got to pressure the Chinese so they can help us with North Korea. I can't. Ugh, I intentionally right. did not look at his Twitter. I've been off it for a while, but I thought this was funny today. Uh, and then also, uh, as the dark black world spins into an evil vortex, uh, Tommy Laren got hired by Fox News this week, and she showed up on Sean Hannity's show, two of my least favorite people on the world. Uh, Kevin, who would you rather get in a fight with, Sean Hannity or Tucker Carlson? Oh, Sean Hannity. Oh, <laughs> Hannity? My God. I mean, uh, everybody I would. would. I think everybody would pick him. Sam, let me tell you, I would uh, relish man. my time spent. <laughs> Sean, Han- Sean Hannity volunteered almost something like six or seven hundred days ago to be, even longer than that, to be waterboarded for charity to prove that waterboarding was no big deal. He still hasn't made <laughs> good on that promise. So look it up. That's a, that's a verifiable fact. He volunteered to be waterboarded for charity and backed out on it. And so of he said any time that nobody called him on it. Sean, we'd like to see you waterboarded on television. Please and thank you. <laughs> could have been a Labor Day special. We could have watched thank it. You. Everyone was off today for it. Could have been a thing. You know, could have all on right before Mayweather and right. McGregor. Yeah, I would watch that. I would okay, watch it. Totally for sure. okay to watch that. Uh, I have one last sad piece of news on, well, particularly for me, uh, before we get to this interview with Katie. Uh, I'm going to give you a name. Have you already know this name because we discussed it? I'm going to give you a name, Heather. Oh, good. Uh, name is Walter Becker. Do you know this name? Okay, I didn't he's know. He's a singer or something. He's a singer. I'm always in trouble yeah, with this. Sorry, guys. Walter Becker okay. and uh, Donald Fagan were the two men uh, who are most credited for the the two members of Steely Dan. Steely Dan's yeah. like a collective, but these are the two guys who make up the core membership of Steely Dan. Uh, Walter Becker passed away this week at 67. Um, I'm not going to talk about much here. I just 
I always laugh at people that I feel like a man out of time sometimes how much I love Steely Dan. Like, I got into Steely Dan in, like, my mid-20s. My friend Adam and Dano got me into it. I really like Steely Dan, like, in the last, like, 10 years. It's, like, a huge band for me, which is so weird and out of place. But okay. Uh, Steely Dan is awesome. Uh, really cool. I think when you say the name Steely Dan, people get a weird impression. But that's not... The music is... Steely Dan is super, like... It's... They're the most technical musicians I've ever listened to. Like, they're so good in terms of, like, songwriting and the way they craft music. It's a very singular way. Kevin's smiling. Kevin, I'm looking at Kevin's face. Do you not like Steely Dan? I've got no problem with Steely Dan. They're great. It's like jazz rock. It's amazing. It's so cool. I love to Steely Dan. Oh, that's my cue. Um, yeah, so listen to, so if you're looking for some... You know the one song. There's one song. I'm sure there is. You've heard a couple. Reeling in the Years. That's the one. Okay. Uh, listen to Dirty Work. Listen to Reeling in the Years. Listen to Ricky Don't Lose His Number. Oh, I know that one. That's a great song. Listen to Bad Sneakers. Uh, listen, there's so many good songs. Uh, maybe I'll put up just a whole Steely Dan list for you guys to listen to. Um, so yeah. Steely Dan. Sad. Sad, sad, sad. I know, it's a rough one. What are you going to do? It happens. Uh, let's let's cheer up. We're going to talk to our good friend. Uh, she's been away Great for... Friend. Top friend of the podcast. Top friend of... Nearly. Look, I, I, t- I talked to Katie about this after the interview. Uh, I really haven't seen much of her. We, we get so busy with other she's stuff. She's been in Japan. She's been in Japan. <laughs> uh, she's, she's always so like, very busy. No, I know, I know. Um, she is one of my closest, closest friends. It's always a great pleasure to talk to her when I asked her to come in and talk about the downtown get down. I thought it was just going to be like a little 10 minutes to pop in over a different interview, and we ended up going 45 minutes, so we're going to talk about Japan, uh, the state fair, which she just went to. She just bought a house, and of course we're going to talk about the downtown get down and a whole bunch of other stuff, Nickelodeon game shows, crazy stuff. Uh, we're talking about brand new, all these things and more coming up right now. i never seen you looking so bad, my funky Tell me that your super fine mind has come undone Any major dude with half a heart surely will tell you, my friend Any minor world that breaks apart falls together again When the demon is at your door In the morning it won't be thou no Once the, come on, is it moving? All right, yeah. Now, once the thing starts moving, now, now we're now live. live. Now we're live. Now we're yeah. going. You know, a uh, couple things that I wanted to say to you uh, before we started here. Okay. I had a couple music things that I wanted to talk to you about, and as I was getting ready for you to come over, and I was rolling through some interview stuff, yeah. and I was checking Reddit, <laughs> a piece of breaking news popped over that I didn't know until literally ten minutes ago. Okay. Are you a Steely Dan person? Um, sort of. I mean, who's not a Steely <laughs> Dan person? Yeah. Okay, so I just found out that one of the two guys from Steely Dan just died. What? Like, yeah, today. Like, like I, I don't know when it was reported. Oh my god, you know it. what's yeah. so weird? I had a huge conversation about Steely Dan yesterday because I was with Amanda. You know, the yep, Goldstein the family. Things, love them. Steely Dan. And she didn't know that there's, they're playing at the casino in December, two days yeah. before my birthday. And so we were talking about going. Yeah. And I had a huge conversation about Steely Dan just yesterday. I... He died today, apparently. 67 wow. years old. Walter Beckett. Uh, pour Walter out a, I'm going to pour a little coffee for I you. Know, I know. Uh, Kate Riley, it's a pleasure to have you back. Always. Katie Cohey. That's what I had written down here. 
Um, I also got to ask you, um, we were punk rocker kids growing up, mm-hmm. and you were also big into the 2006 to 2009 music scene with me as well. I was. Uh, there was a brand new album released earlier this month, and there was an LCD Sound System album released earlier this month. Are you feeling young because of it? Do you, I <laughs> or do you feel older I have to be honest, um, I didn't listen to the brand new album at all. I haven't it's even opened it, really, but um, LCD, I think I'll always... LCD, I love a lot because, like, their music was, like, a transitional oh, period yeah. in my life. Mm-hmm. A little bit older, like, out of college. So, um, I really, I don't know. They just hit me in the feels. But uh, brand new, yeah, I mean, I like brand new, but they're not something that's necessarily, like, I'm going to, like, were, mark my calendar well, and download it. you were a Cody and Cambria person. That yeah. Was always... See, here's the thing. Okay, so... Um, brand new, I love brand new, but what I think is fascinating about brand new for me is that, um, this album went to number one, which is never, which like for all the albums and like for all the albums they've released, I'm like, it's weird that like in 2017 that brand new has a number one album. It seems very odd. Nostalgia's big. I get stuck in the past though. Like even with Kohi, like my favorite albums are those albums I listened to in the past and I don't even really listen to their newer stuff. So for that, for that nostalgic <laughs> music for me, mm. I still listen to those same albums. I, de- I guess I haven't like progressed past those albums in my listening <laughs> of my pop punk. I, uh, no, it's true though. And I've said this before, I think maybe to you on here, but pop punk particularly, uh, some of it sticks with me that I still listen to, I'm like, yes, I still love this song. Yeah. Some of it makes me a little cringy when yeah. I listen to it now. I think there's a weird divide. I know. Like, even Blink-182, like old Blink-182, I have to sort of listen to it now. I'm like, mm-hmm, yep, yep. this is this was a place. I did that. <laughs> uh, and I have to ask you one last thing before we get into everything I wanted to get into. Have you obviously been listening to every single Uticast up to date since we've gotten here? <laughs> every single one. I was thinking about it because uh, on the way before you got here, I got caught up listening to a Mark Maron podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was Edie Falco from The Sopranos. Yeah. And it's from like six months ago. Like, I, yeah. I just now, I'm just like, now I'm getting into it. And I listened to like 10 minutes and I yeah. was like, oh yeah, no, I should have listened to this immediately. Yeah. And um, Here's what I do know. Hmm. That my last interview was the most listened to interview in like the past year. People love when you come on the show. For some popular. reason. Not for some reason. I, I like... <laughs> I like when you asked me to do this. I'm like, I want to go look back at how I did. And I was like, you did yep, well. still killing it. Always killing it. You're very popular. People love your uh your <laughs> Oh, vibes. God. They do. Don't make me blush. Well, here's the thing. So th- I, I sort of initially brought you on here so we could discuss uh, the downtown get down coming up on September 16th. And then... But you I really s- want to talk about Japan, don't you? I do want to talk about Japan. And there's a lot. There's, a, there's four major things I want to talk to you about. And that's okay. why I decided we might as well just go just in and we'll see how long we go. Yeah. So first off, I want to talk to you about Japan, obviously. Yeah. That's the name of this episode is Kate Goes to Japan. Yeah. So I got to ask, uh, you are sort of a jet setter anyway. You go all over the place. You were in Costa Rica not too long ago. Yeah. And, uh, let me ask you this. What was the setup for? Why did you want to go to Japan? And how long were you there for? Well, my niece lives in Nagasaki right now. Mm-hmm. And she's teaching English. And I never really had any intentions to go anywhere in mm-hmm. Asia, really. But, you know, she has been there since last fall so just about a year um and i miss her a lot like we're very close in age and uh she just has time because she's a teacher so they have summers off too so she um (laughs) wanted to go yeah she wanted to go to tokyo because nagasaki is very um old like sure the 
popul- general age of the population is very older. Yeah. So it's not really a happening place. Is it a city? It doesn't seem like it's not like a popular. It's more. It's smaller. Smaller. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. you know they have the Peace Park there where the bomb was dropped, sure. and it's gotta be heavy. there's history, but like that's really you know well Tokyo there's like a, a lot cultural, more it's a yeah. cultural center like one of the things people say about New York City is there's no other city in the world like New York City except maybe Tokyo yeah. like in a weird because they're just these really just, singular you know what the population guess what the population in Tokyo, Tokyo is like, I mean New York's like what like 7 million it's more than that now yeah. it's gotta be like what 10 12 million people there so take a guess at Tokyo I'll say 13 million 35 million 35 people 35 million people I mean granted I don't know <laughs> where the limits of the city is <laughs> but like Tokyo, the prefuncture, that's like what they call city or whatever, is 35 million people. That's ridiculous. So you were in Tokyo most of the time? Yeah, we were in Tokyo, um, and then we did travel one day. We went to um, Mount Fuji, and we climbed Mount Fuji, and that was, we stayed overnight, so we (laughs) spent one night out there, and then the rest of the time we were in Tokyo. So let me ask you this. Uh, I have a couple questions set up for you about this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number one. This is probably a tough question. What would you say was the biggest, like, most obvious cultural difference between America and and Japan in your time there? Like, the most noticeable thing you saw? Um, Everyone is really polite and clean. Clean. Clean, really? It's so clean there. Mm. There's not a lot of vandalism. Mm -hmm. The streets are dirty. I mean, people are walking down the streets and smoking cigarettes, and and they huddle around, like, trash cans so they don't get their their cigarettes (laughs) on the ground. Like, they just really respect mm-hmm. each other i mean you've probably seen pictures too of people with like the face masks on oh yeah yeah the and smog they, masks. there's so many it's it's not even smog masks they're like when you go to urgent care and they make you yeah. put a protective face mask <laughs> yeah, on and it's about. because they're so worried about passing their germs to people so if they feel the slightest little mm-hmm. you know um hiccup or cold or whatever they wear a face mask and there's people all around you wearing face masks mm-hmm. and at first i'm like is there something I should be worried about? Like, you know, and my my niece Rebecca is just like, they just are generally concerned about spreading their germs to other people. Like, they're that polite hmm. and clean and germophobic that they just, yeah. So let me ask you this. Uh, I had one more question for you, too, and I just wrote it down, and uh, I'm going to ruin it. So I'm going to move on. You said your, your cousin is teaching out there. Yeah. So she speaks she Japanese. Well... Not really. not really, no. So I guess that's my question. Like, how how big of a language barrier were you talking about? Like, did you learn any? No, I learned how to say thank you. That's thank you. It. Yeah, that, I already knew konnichiwa, which is hello, <laughs> and I learned thank you and uh, arigato gozaimasu. Or I'm sure I'm butchering that, but like that's how long it took to say thanks. Like everything's ridiculous. Was it in English terms of? Could you? Yeah, I mean. Depending on where you were, like, certain restaurants would have an English menu. I mean, because it was Tokyo, because we were, like, in the big city. But, you know, um, we had a little portable Wi-Fi, like, hotspot. And thank God for that, because I think traveling would have been a nightmare. Oh, yeah. You know? Because you you couldn't really contact people while you were out there, can you? No, no. I used, you know, like, uh, FaceTime and iMessage because you had Wi-Fi. But, no. it's And you know what's so interesting, too, is that, like... It was the first time in my life I ever understood or appreciated what it meant to be a minority. Oh, yeah. You know, like, uh, you asked me, I guess, a little bit ago about, like, the biggest cultural thing, and that was huge. I remember getting on the train outside of the airport and just looking around you, and you're like, this is what it feels like to look around you and just know you're different. And to be like, 
I am the odd person out here, and I guess I've been lucky enough to never feel like that ever before. And it wasn't a yeah. negative experience either, but it's just like an awareness, an eye-opening. It, it sort of opens you up to like a greater concept. I, I Not to get all geopolitical yeah. or anything, but like I, I tend to think that as human beings on this planet, we are still sort of caught up in this sort of tribal mentality where it's like America and other countries and this and this and this, but we don't think of ourselves as like a singular planet and species on right. a single planet. But like when you get this opportunity to go overseas to a different country and you realize mm -hmm. just the, the sheer difference of just casual cultural stuff. Yeah, it gives it's you a crazy. Day. That's but, really but cool. But people though. are people everywhere too. You know, you, you can observe, especially not speaking language, you observe things and you can still follow what's happening. You know, a, parents taking care of their kids on the train and you know you people are still people like you just mentioned and I don't know it gave it definitely like was an enlightening moment for me just to appreciate that so this is a I don't it know did get heavy, it did get a little heavy. <laughs> well we'll get a little lighter on this one um yeah, this is not quite as heavy a question. I would say, uh, what was nightlife like? Did you get a chance to experience, like, the nightlife in Japan? Yeah. There's um, a couple different experiences we had, but the first night we actually went to this British pub because, you know, it's just a little bit easier really? to maneuver. Yeah, yeah. And, like, <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah. You know, you're in, we were in, like, I would say, like, the Times Square of... Yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, Tokyo. And I'm a little bit old for that type of, of life, to be honest. I oh, yeah. feel like, I um, you know, my, my niece is, is 24, so she uh -huh. was all about it. Uh -huh. And I'm kind of like, um, I'm a little old for this pushing around through crowded people and getting hit on every, like, four seconds. Like, Oh, wow. I didn't think about that. You're like a foreign, like, you're a, a white, tall foreign you're white American. You're a white American girl, like... <laughs> <laughs> unaccompanied oh, by any men God. so oh, hello funny. you're beautiful where are you from that was like the standard greeting did you ever lie tell you're somewhere else oh yeah i used to i love making up stories <laughs> when i'm traveling a lot of people thought i was russian more than one person thought i was russian that doesn't surprise yeah. me what's your what's your background here irish um irish italian mm, a little I bit of see. german you get that European yeah styling. i think it's because i'm tall so it's, it's tall. like it you know way. that feature but um, the, it was it was interesting. It was sorry, just to answer your actual no, no, no. question that I bypassed. But um, so there was that experience, which was full of foreigners, just yeah. like everyone. It was all travelers, mm -hmm. like which was cool because a lot of people did speak English. And then okay. there was, um, you know, and then there was the bars that were like, you definitely felt like you're like, oh my god, I don't know what to order. I'm just gonna point at something on the menu. Like yeah. the more like, sure. you know, serious, but. It's like any big city. There is like a huge mix. Do you see other Americans out there? Um, funny story. <laughs> I met someone at this bar, this Milwaukee bar. So another yeah, yeah. more like American <laughs> style bar. bar, Milwaukee bar. <laughs> and um, he's talking to Rebecca oh. actually. And, and I just hear, oh yeah, I've been to Utica. I hate it. And I'm like, are Ooh. you kidding me? Like, we're across the world, and I met this kid who went to Hamilton College, who turned out to be a very charming and lovely person. And to be fair, he he did admit that he had only been to Utica a couple times while he was in Hamilton. But I'm like, I really got to defend Utica across the world. Yes, that's what you do. To someone who went to Hamilton College, what are the odds? Uh, so let me ask you this. I'm a big food guy. Uh, what was your food experience? I'm very fascinated by what your food experience was like. I have this speech nailed down because that's what awesome. everybody has yes. asked me. So um, 
Can I give you the top three yes. vomit-inducing moments? Absolutely. That's probably not yes. what you thought no, I was No, I'm into it. I'm in. for it. All right, so the least vomit-inducing moment were these. Um, they have a lot of street food yes. and a lot of seafood, obviously, Makes as sense. you could have guessed. But um, these octopus balls, which were not... They were like meatballs, okay? Yeah. But they were sort of like a corn dog where it had like a, a breading on the outside. Okay. But when you accidentally bit into it and then you opened it up and you could actually see like the the suction cups of yeah. the octopus. Yeah. Like, you know, like it, it was yeah. like a, a sight texture type of thing where I'm like, I'm not opposed to eating octopus if I didn't, if I couldn't see the like, it's like when you get a fish and it's staring at you and you're like, I don't really want to eat this. So that one, it was okay. Very fishy. Everything there was very fishy. Um, octopus is, is such an acquired like I pride myself on being like pretty yeah I'll, I'll eat anything but something of octopus particularly has an odd texture even scallops for me has a weird yeah. mouth feel and I feel I, I feel you on that one it's yeah. tough to look at it too it's I guess so you. the second <laughs> experience I let Becca um take pick the restaurant and we went into a more oh, traditional thing and and I went there saying I'll try anything yeah sure. like I will try Have anything to. Have to. like I eat everything mm. so I'll just whatever I'll at least taste it yeah yeah so I don't know if this is the right word I think it's yakitori but it's basically like um Meat on sticks that they either lightly grill or char, that so sort of thing. Like raw kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. So we tried, like, we had, like, a, a an assortment, like a chicken sure. assortment, and it was fine. There was, like, thighs and, you know, that, and skin, mm. heart, chicken heart, but mm. the, the the gizzard tough. did me. Tough, it's, yeah. like, just mush. It's putting a <laughs> mush ball in your mouth. Like, jelly almost, but you are you know what you're uh, eating. The, I had a, Well, I Googled it, so then that didn't help eating Yeah, that. but yeah. It's like tripe is like that for me. Yeah. It's like, there's something that's like, why? Why? Just yeah. why? I'm sorry, go ahead. And then the most vomit-inducing <laughs> moment where I actually was, like, embarrassingly, like, oh, like man. my had a napkin up to my mouth was, um we got sushi, and the sushi there is not rolled like it is here. Yeah, yeah. It's just, like, pieces of fish, and it is over rice. And, style, yeah. yeah, and, and we we're like, all right, again, I'll get an assortment, and I'm eating it all. And um, squidge sushi made me gag. Yeah. yeah. Um, the texture, yeah. it's like biting into, uh, I don't know, foam or something. It's so, like, thick, and you just, like, can't <laughs> chew it at all. And I feel ugh. uncultured. My sisters sometimes, my sisters are both like this. Like, yeah. they're like duck liver pate and squid and eel sushi. Yeah. And I'm just like, I got to really get myself hyped up yeah. sometimes. I got to, and I try to do it just to hang because I don't want to yeah. be like a square. But I know what you're talking the about. The last day, I ate pizza twice. So it gives you any indication. Okay. <laughs> what was the best thing you ate there? Is there anything um, you really liked? Yeah, actually, I mean, that sounds kind of weird because, well, okay, yeah. no. Um, I got ramen. Ramen. Nice. I was really on a ramen yeah, search. Yeah, for sure. But we had this really nice um, Spanish food. Like, really? Yeah, Interesting. It was just huh. really good paella. And I think it's yeah, because yeah. the seafood is so fresh. So exactly. It's, oh. You know, but a weird thing, like, that came with a cup of tea, and I was like, oh, yeah, like, mm. you know, that's pretty cultural to have served tea with the meal. Mm. And, and it was clam. I was like, this tastes like butter. And it was <laughs> clam tea. It clam had, like, tea. <laughs> little baby tiny clams in I'm the actually, tea. I'm kind of in that. Actually, that's pretty yeah. good. Uh, so that's kind of my, I guess all I really had to wrap up on Japan for you, I think. Oh, I did ask, did you see any Godzilla stuff? I'm just I curious. I saw one shirt and I almost got it free, but it was like $50. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I'm like, I love Sam, me. but I don't love him that much. Um, and it was like a very like traditional, I was like, oh, Sam would like that. I'm sure that people think I'm like joking when I talk about like my weird Godzilla fan. It's not, I, I always, when I grew up, Godzilla was 
the way that some kids today look at like Spider Man. Yeah. Like I had, you couldn't even find Godzilla stuff when I was a kid. I had to go searching for it. My yeah. dad went on like into magazines looking for stuff. Um, so that was Japan. So that was initially what I wanted yeah. to bring you here on. But, but I do have three other things I want to talk to you about I'm specifically. Game. All right. Number one, you were just at the state fair this weekend, were you not? I was. I went yesterday. Yep. How did you enjoy the state fair? I love the state fair. Mm. What's your I best really state do. fair thing? I was going to ask you. <laughs> well, it's like getting kind of drunk and eating ridiculous food, really. <laughs> you like I the mean, cows? You fuck with the cows and stuff? Oh, God, no. I hate no. going through the animal things. Really? We, my, I stood outside while my friends went through the poultry building. Like, that's literally nightmares. The, 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 do you find it unsettling? Is that the, what it is? The, Chicken, like people can't see me, but I'm like squirming right now. <laughs> you even, look like, very uncomfortable. About about like the chickens in the cages, like balking at you from all sides, and you're like looking around you, and I'm I literally like can't breathe. I like. <laughs> so like, we took a bunch of kids from high school up to SUNY Morrisville for a college visit, mm-hmm. and SUNY Morrisville does a lot of dairy yeah. science. It's one of their big things. It's really beautiful up mm-hmm. there. But, like, the kids could not handle just the smell of cow manure. Like, they were, yeah. they're too cool and young. They're like, it just digs in here. It's going to get in my, like, Jordans. I'm like, yo, yeah. come on. Like, pay, appreciate the poor yeah. animals who are out here. We actually did see some pigs, and the pigs were cool hmm. because they were, like, you know, well, it wasn't kinda, so, like, pigs are crowded, like the poultry look, thing. Look, chicken are not aesthetically appeasing animals. I'm going to annoy some PETA person out here, but, yeah. like, cows. Pigs, they're very uh, aesthetically yeah. attractive animals. They have a sort of, like, cuteness to it. Yeah. Chickens are not cute. They're little dinosaurs. Yeah. They're gross. There were some baby pigs. They were really cute. Yeah. So. Did you um, did you get a wine slushy? No wine. <laughs> I stuck to the beer. I did Smart. eat one of those um, milky bun things that are the new big food thing. Milky. They always have new food stuff. It's like there. a donut with ice cream in the middle and then another donut. And they, they put, like, toppings and they, like, heat seal it. And I was just... Like not really that impressed about it. The thing that for me, growing up, the state fair will always make me think of two specific food items, which I remember getting there for the first time ever. One was deep fried pickles. It was my first exposure. Oh, to like I love a deep, a deep fried, fried pickle. pickle. And I was like, mm-hmm. yes. And then the other one, you might remember this one. Blooming onions started becoming a thing. Yeah. That first. Oh my god, yeah, the line was crazy. It was wild. People yeah. loved blooming onions. Yeah. It was the most outrageous fad. Uh, I also used to like going to the rides, although I'm too old for that. Yeah, I we can't. did play some water gun games. Well, that's but, fun. Yeah, a ride will make me sick now. I'm too old to go. On, I agree. Like, the tilt a whirl. I'm the same way. Like I used to you love have nieces and nephews. You're probably yeah. forced to do that sometimes. Yeah. Um, I was forced to go on one of the rides at Sylvan Beach, not by niece or nephew, but by by my friend, our friend Julia. <laughs> And she that made me sense. go in this like spinning <laughs> airplane thing, and that was the last moment. Oh, the I will, yeah, oh, and that no. was the last oh. time I'll ever oh. go on a, oh. a ride ever again. Julia, if you're listening, don't ever count on me doing no, that. No, the bar, first off, the fact that Julia, I love Julia, she's one of our great friends, but the fact that she made you go on the bomber means that that's a mean thing to do to your friend. Yeah. Julia. Like the yeah. bomber's not a fun ride, even yeah. if you're a kid. It just, you get jammed against the side, <laughs> yeah. and you like, it, just, this, it doesn't hold and I'm you like, in. I'm considerably bigger than Julia, yes, so I'm like. Crushing her, so. Did you see any airbrush t-shirts while you were out there? Yeah. I, I love an airbrush t-shirt. We debated, um, the group I was with, we debated getting matching ones, but, you know. Was there music? Did you go see a band? Um, the Joe, Joe Jonas? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Joe Jonas, that D-N-C-E, 
They sure. sing that Cake by the Ocean song. Sure. Yeah. That sounds like I a don't thing. know. It was, it was, <laughs> I, we were eating dinosaur barbecue and they were playing in the background. That's all I know. So. Um, I love the State Fair. I didn't go this year. Uh, what, what would you rank the State Fair one through 10? What was your rating for the State Fair this year? Oh, it was a good year for the fair. Weather was nice. They mm. like spread everything out so it's not quite as crowded. That's so good. I would say it's like a, a nine. Like, nice. Yeah. Good. good. I like it. Yeah. Uh, we didn't really get a chance to talk about this last time you were on because it wasn't totally official, but you are now a new homeowner. I am. Uh, first off, how scary was it to be a new homeowner right off the bat? It was terrifying. terrifying. I mean, I did everything myself, so I didn't really have someone there to, like, remind me that I was making the right decision, so I (laughs) second-guessed myself a lot. It's tough when you're by yourself. Yeah, and it was a long process, and it got pushed back. And, you know, I, you know, that stuff happens a lot, I guess, with, like, the mortgage and the closing. And But to me, I'm like, these are bad signs. Like, oh, my God, this is not going the way I intended it to. Sure. But it was, it ended up being, like, everything worked out great. And Those are the things that I feel like I'm not adult enough about sometimes. Because the idea of, like, mortgages and paying, like, that all seems very foreign to me. And I'm yeah. old enough where it probably shouldn't. And that sort of makes me feel like a little like a child sometimes. Like, did you have yeah. to learn all that? Or did you have Oh, no, it was, it was terrible. I, like, yeah. had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. And um, some of my family helped a little bit. And the person at the bank was really helpful. But, no, I was, I literally cried on the phone to her oh, yeah. because, like... I messed up something uh, with, like, the accounts for down payment. This is all, like, super boring and confusing. No, but if true. anyone Listen. that lived through it knows, like, what a pain it is. I don't think you ever truly feel comfortable in a new house or apartment or anything until you have cried and broke down in it. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I, never, I don't know if I ever told the story on the show. Um, when I first moved to New York, when I very, very first got there, it was me and Adam and Eric and uh, Dorothy mm-hmm. and Mike? No, no, Eric wasn't there. Dano. And uh, we were all moving in, and I had, they called me Sam like the bullet family for a reason, because whenever there was a bad situation and somebody had to take the bullet, I would you end did up it? being the guy, right? If it was the small... You were the guy. Whether it was someone had to drive in the tow truck with the creepy tow truck driver where everyone stayed in the van, all right, I'll get in the truck with the creepy tow truck driver. Yeah. Someone had to take the crummy small room in that apartment in Brooklyn. You two. did have the, I, yeah. And it was horrible, and it was it, it was not. And then you in, shifted, though, right? Eventually, over the years, I yeah. shifted out. But I remember. The I've first, been in that apartment. I can verify this to be true. It was like a closet, and I remember my mom and me went to IKEA, and I bought this loft bed, and we took yeah. the measurements for it, and it just just barely fit in based on our measurements. And I remember I stayed up four hours that night. Everyone else had gone to bed. I stayed awake for four hours to try and put the bed together. And I couldn't, <laughs> and I couldn't get it in the, it was just not working. And I, I like broke the walls. I ripped up part of the walls. Sorry, Saul. I never got my security deposit back anyway. So to hell with them. But I put the bed up there. This is going to sound really lame. I was like, I am never going to meet a woman because I'm going to take her home and she's going to look at my twin size child's bed and she's going to think I'm a child <laughs> And it was like one in the morning, and I called my mom, and I sat on that weird little balcony in our front window, and I cried my eyes yeah. out. I'm like, I'm never gonna be able to survive out of here. It was, it was like, yeah. one of those, it was cathartic because after that, like, I just sort of was like, yeah. nah, I'm just gonna have to deal with it, and I did for yeah. the most part. But I think, yeah, you need to have a cathartic moment. Oh, I've had a bunch of those. They're they're all related to trying to fix things myself. I mean, you can see I walked into this interview today with this like metallic paint all over myself, trying to magnetize the wall in my kitchen. It looked like you were gardening when you sent me. Yeah, I was like, oh, you're um, out here gardening. Word. 
So, like, I've accepted that I'm just not good at home repairs. No. And, like, my dad will get mad at me because he's like, why are you trying to do this yourself? You just made it worse. And I'm like, dad, I'm just trying to, like, fix this light outside my door. <laughs> like, he's like, just call me from now on. So, I'm very lucky that, like, my dad, my parents live really close. Yeah, and yeah. he's Your very helpful. Sweet. Your parents are super sweet. But so. I've accepted that, you know... I'm pretty, like, confident in my ability to do most things, but not anything related to the home. I just can't. I have accepted that. I will try. I will end up with paint all over my hands, and, you know, that's that. I think sometimes you and I get this um, this rap for being responsible, like, some people from the outside yeah. think of us like the responsible ones, and I think it's funny when people say that because I feel like I'm always... Yeah, totally at odds at all times. Like I yeah. feel like I'm, con- I feel like I'm never being responsible because I'm constantly like stressed all the time. So I oh, wonder yeah. why people think that. <laughs> I have no idea. It why must be like a good outer shell. You I know? guess. I guess we're good at it. Yeah. Um, all right. So let me ask you this one last question. Then you've been there how long in the house now? A couple months. Do you feel at home yet, or is it still no? Not? Because I still have renovation yeah. going. That's why I haven't even really like. I don't, you haven't even seen it, have you? I was over there while we were checking the house while you were gone. I yeah. came over there to get the RV, which is not part of your house. It's just a temporary no, addition. just temporary home. But I mean, <laughs> the entire, so it's a two, it's, well. It's very lovely. I liked it. There's a, a second floor, which is where my bedroom is supposed to be, but I'm remodeling up there. Like my dad is helping me, like, um, just open it up a little bit. And But so I feel very uh, just unfinished because my bedroom's not done. Like I still have yeah. boxes because I can't put the boxes away because I have to paint, but I can't paint because we're <laughs> we're tearing I, down walls. So it's just until I think I can get in there and take advantage of that space, I'm not really gonna feel like settled yet. I didn't think that it was appropriate for me to just roam around your empty house while you yeah. were there. But I did see Queenie who seemed to be just fine yeah. roaming around the house. She likes it, yeah. <laughs> All right, so there is one other thing we did need to talk about before we get into the lightning round stuff and some some other stuff. Uh, we need to talk about the downtown get down. Yeah, September sixteenth. Yeah, it's bearing down on us. It uh, is. Are you, how? What's your? Well, we'll get into stress levels in a minute, but I'm very excited. <laughs> uh, so we got like four major locations we're doing this year. It's Franklin Square, uh, Nail Creek at the end. I'm um, losing the other two off the top of my head because there's so much stuff. And going on. Bag Square. Bag Square. Yeah, that's right. Market. So in uh, the market, that's right. Yeah. I'm really excited for it. Last year, I thought was... I think we were a little nervous last year. Initially, yeah. this was the first time. Do you feel more or less prepared this year for it? More. More we, prepared. Yeah. We definitely were on top of things earlier. We got our permits and stuff settled um, way in advance. Uh, I knew it was involved with that stuff. So, yeah. you know, everyone at the city has been so great in okay. helping, like, making sure, like, all the bases are covered. Um, you know, there's a lot of conflicting events this year, which is, like... But part of part, part of the stress levels, but like, you know, we can only have control over what we have control over, yeah. and we have good music lined up, um, awesome people mm-hmm. helping coordinate the different elements, and you know, that's all you really can do is just make sure you're prepared and you're putting out the the best event that you you can put out, really. So. Uh, so again, Saturday, September 16th, it's going to be all over. Uh, shout out to all our sponsors: Nail Creek, P2 Shows, Merrick U Credit. The Utica, obviously. Yep. I'm looking at the flyer, obviously, right now. And we got some great music this year. I know that Parkinson, uh, the the commander-in-chief there in name. Uh, he, in name. In name. Uh, he's very, very excited for Gibbs. He loves yeah. Gibbs. He really was. I do, too. I'm very excited for yeah. Gibbs. I, I, I'm really hoping somewhere along the line, hint, hint, Parkinson or you, 
uh, to do some sort of Skype interview with him. We've sort of talked about it yeah. a little bit. Yeah, um, I think he would. I like am social media friends with him. Yeah, like we, I started Snapchatting him, and he would like reply to me. I almost met him last time I was in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. Like we Instagram story to each other now. Sorry if this sounds creepy if you're ever listening to this, but. Um, I think he would be down to do some I sort so. of like video thing. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's a really exciting show. Also, we got uh, Real Burnout's going to be performing. Comfy, uh, Old Lang Syne, Our Common Roots. Going to be a great day. Yeah. A lot of good people. A lot of good. All folks. over, and it's all free this year. Um, Rusta Green actually also helped us out mm. a lot with funding this, and you know we wanted it to be free because, like I mm. mentioned, there's a lot of stuff going on in the city that day. So we just hope people will come mm. out either in the morning. There's a CrossFit demo yes. at the market this year, which um, <laughs> I don't not. know that I will participate in. But You haven't been running since the it, No, I haven't done anything physical. <laughs> um, I climbed that mountain. I climbed Mount Fuji. <laughs> That's fair. That's pretty good. But that was about it. Well, I told but, you uh, earlier, I hit the heavy bag yesterday, and yeah. I really feel like my arms are going to yeah. uh, rebel. I walked around the, the fair, and my legs were tired today. I'm like, okay. <laughs> But yeah, so that's um, going to be a cool demo for anyone who's like been interested in, in CrossFit but has never, has maybe been intimidated to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I drive by that gym all the time and there's always people like carrying things in the parking lot and I'm like, man, this is kind of like cool, but also like if you don't know what you don't know, then you're... Well, it's a little intimidating and yeah. this is like a good way to get uh, a nice like foot in the door Eased for something you may that, not be comfortable yeah. with. And then Heather actually has been helping out with the... Um, alley shop and oh, yeah. marketplace she's the best <laughs> yeah she's um she loves it she i think we we keep her busy so yeah, she's we, not just a, a stay-at-home mom well she you know because she's she loves most, calling herself she, that she loves no she's like a self-hating stay-at-home mom yeah. she loves to be a stay-at-home mom but she also likes to do stuff so yeah. she likes to rebel against so it. she's been coordinating that and she's got some really cool um shops and vendors mm-hmm. lined up um and we're going to have the music the same time. So that part is 12 to 4. And then Woodland will be there and all, all kinds of cookies yeah. and treats and all that stuff. And um, we have one of the complaints that we've gotten in the past, which we actually, you know, we, we, we appreciate feedback, is that there wasn't enough for kids to keep kids busy. Yeah. So we're going to have, we're gonna have like a, yeah. a, a, I think a finger painting mural. Or I don't know if it'll oh, be cool. finger paints, but it'll be some sort of like kids mural up on the wall that Good. kids can kind of decorate and... Um, so we'll have some stuff for, for kids. And, uh, yeah, and then at night at 8 o'clock, uh, the Nail Creek lot. So it's actually in the parking lot next to Nail Creek will mm-hmm. be open. Um, Thomas D is opening the yeah, night, yeah. Um, which will be good. And then Gibbs will perform. And uh, the Funkadelic Conception will be closing. Oh. Do you know who that is? I have an idea of who uh, it yeah. is. Yeah. Well, do you want to share it with the people who it's going to be, or should we just let them? I don't know. What do you let, think? We let them hang. It's fine. We'll be we'll be closing the night. <laughs> uh, I'm really looking forward to it again. Madeinutica.com backslash get, get down, down, I think is what yep. the website is. Check it out, folks. We're looking forward to it. One of our favorite events of the whole year, I, I would agree. say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Kate, I want to thank you for coming in and doing all this. I do have some ending stuff, and these are just some some things. You know, you you are well known for a picture that exists of you on the internet of uh, angry about <laughs> was it angry about remarks? Yeah. Uh, so is there any, uh, current, anything you're currently angry about? Anything that's getting you all worked up? Anything? I read, I was watching Twin Peaks. Don't make me answer this question on the podcast. Well, because I have it, because I want to bring it up, because I was watching Twin Peaks last week. I'm a big Twin Peaks guy. It's actually, tonight is the finale of Twin Peaks forever. To give shout out when we're recording this. Yeah. Tonight's it. Like, this is it. Me and Adam have been texting during the morning. We're both really excited. But there was a comment last week 
on an episode of Twin Peaks, and I've been thinking about it all week. And it was a really weird scenario where somebody got killed in the scene, and this guy goes, what the hell's going on out here? And the other guy goes, people are under a lot of stress these days. <laughs> and I've been thinking about it. Have you felt, like, just in general, like, people are way more stressed out now than they were? I feel like there's a ton yeah. of stress in the world right now. I, I think a lot of it is the state of the country that we're in, whether you... Yeah. Regardless of your personal political views, I just think mm. the situation in general is very high charged, and I'm sure mm. that creates an atmosphere mm-hmm. of just foreboding, yeah. I think. And then, you know, I think this time of year is also stressful. I mean, I don't, I'm not in school, I don't have kids in school, but, but I feel like the end of summer, you always have like, even like nostalgic feelings of like being stressed that like summer's ending or I mean personally I'm happy I love September. But, oh me too. But yeah, I I would I guess I would agree with that. People are people just, are stressed. I feel like even when I look around and I don't even and I do sometimes mean politically and I've already talked about politics in the yeah. show enough today, but um, I do even notice it just like in the general interactions between people in the world. Like when I go to the bodega or if I go to the bodega, if I go to fast track, um, and I, bodega, the bodega, take a I, shot. And, <laughs> if I like run into some, even people in the store, the way they interact with people is very, there's a lot of anger and a lot of stress. And I wonder if it's just a symptom of like, do you things. ever think about how being connected to like Always. everything affects <laughs> our communication with people. Yes. Like, I'm serious because yeah. you're just used to like replying or ignoring or disliking or unfollowing. Like that's the mm. culture that we live in now where you don't want to see something, you just dismiss it, but you can't do that in everyday life. And I think like it creates this mindset or this feeling that like, Oh, you're not happy with something or you're just not in the mood. Okay. Well then pass by it. But well, it, I think, yeah. I really think the way that, people are so dependent on cell phones really carries over into how oh, yeah. we interact as humans. It's it's something that I think about all the time and I've brought it up in various contexts over the years. Um, cell phones uh, allowed, just the, uh, the option that cell phones exist. You know, I was 15 when cell phones came. Cell phones are still, in the grand scheme of things, I like to think of things on like a big universal mm-hmm. scale sometimes. Cell phones are so new in terms of technology and the way they've been immediately ingrained into our lives that it's impossible to think, even after only about 20, 20 years of them being a common part of American and world life, we still haven't totally pulled back into like a comfortable range. It's still like a new toy for in the grand scheme of things. And I don't think we've totally... I think about it from an educator standpoint. Like I'm in the classrooms all the time. And we gave our society like instant streaming access to television and movies and music and all their friends and contact and snapchat and instagram and social media and then we get mad at them for being why are you distracted why aren't you paying attention to this antiquated style of teaching and educating that doesn't that didn't match up with the technology yeah. everything moves so fast technology jumped more in the last 12 years than it did in the 100 years before that yeah. it's just so much and i don't think that we've caught up as a species and i don't again that's what am I? No, I I even notice it in myself and I myself am really frustrated because I find my own attention span yes. has just gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't just enjoy a movie or go or, you know, even in a bar with a friend or, you know, without feeling yes. like, oh, I just need to see if I have any notifications. Like I can't tell you how nice it was to be in Japan actually mm-hmm. and, and not be always just <laughs> within immediate reach of somebody but I really find that I can't I just can't pay attention and I hate it about myself for is for as evolved 
and self-aware as the human species is, like the human condition, it's amazing to me how easily we can be conditioned or trained into having something. And like, I, I still, to this day, don't remember what my life was like in those times before cell phones. I remember certain things, calling people on the phone, yeah. knowing cell phone numbers in my head. But like your your friends, parents, house phone, landline yeah, but, numbers. Like, but I don't remember what we did if like let's say I had to meet somebody and I was like I'm gonna meet you here at five o'clock. You just had to be there. You just had to be there, right? Like they, that, you had to wander around things, the mall until yeah, you met them until you saw somebody there. Like those just weird little interactions. You watch like old episodes of Seinfeld. I tell my kids this sometimes. Like go watch an old episode of Seinfeld and think to yourself, how could this problem have been solved with a cell phone with one phone call? That's like, a good experiment. I like that. It's really good. Like because a lot because a lot of that stuff from our nostalgia era, like even like Friends. Go watch an episode of Friends. There's no cell phones. There's no yeah. internet. It's a different way of like. And not that Friends is like a. A microcosm of the way life was. No, but, but but still, even even like I'm traveling and getting mm-hmm. places. Like yes, it's greatly improved our lives. But like, you know, it's just. I think um, I hope that in the future, um, I've tried my best to do. Even now, like I've been sort of forcing myself to put the phone down. I started watching this like a year late. I started watching this OJ People versus OJ Simpson show. Mm-hmm. And I have to sort of pay attention to it. And if I have my phone on me, I'm going to drift away from it. So yeah. even like nowadays, I'm sort of trying to force myself to get away from it. Yeah. I uh, Twitter is a problem. Reddit is a big problem for me. I love yeah. Reddit. I'm a big Reddit guy. I don't know if you go on Reddit yeah. at all, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's scary. I don't know. Uh, I hope that in the future, my nieces and nephews don't just. That's a thing. I like, hope they don't fall down the hole farther. I hope my niece along just the got way. a phone yeah. and she's attached to yeah. it, and she's going into. Fifth or sixth grade, I don't know, but like, and I understand it's it. Like, so easy to make. It, I understand yeah. it, but I'm like, God, like they don't know how to interact with each other. Yeah, I know. And that's it. It is tough. And, and you wonder like how it affects like bullying too. Like, I think about no this, and I'm sure you do too, because oh, you're in you're in middle school, right? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. like. Those are the ages where kids are ruthless anyway, but now you can do it anonymously. There's, like, that new app. I don't know what it's called, but have you seen it floating around where uh, you sign up for an account, and then anyone can just go on your page and write anything they want to about no, you anonymously? And it was meant... I looked on the about because I'm like, why does this exist? And it was, like, to provide professional criticism and feedback. Mm. And I'm like, no. Kids are just using this to be, like, ruthless to each other. If you want to get into a real... Uh, weird internet read look up something that one of my kids brought up to me last year called the blue whale game which is i'm not going to talk about it right now because it's okay. really dark shit but yeah like, look it up on the internet and yeah. you'll be like you'll be it's scary yeah. what like social media Cause I, I swear to god and i'm not i'll walk around my room and almost 100 percent of the time at least one kid is snapchatting to somebody else yeah. instead of doing their work i can't tell you how many snapchats i've been in in the classroom where i'm like in the back going like hey get off snapchat and i'm getting like my picture on there it's like my face angly in the back yeah like, get off there uh, it's not, it's, I think it definitely affects the, the attention span. Yeah. It definitely affects the ability to have person-to-person communication. Um, I think you were right when you said, though, that we haven't adapted to no. either teaching mm-hmm. or... Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we have to go next is... Because you're right, this is going to affect kids crazy. And, and not to totally go on a tangent, no, so I know. But, but, you know, I do think that there needs to be a new teaching style. Uh-huh. And discipline style and encouragement style also like figure out how to make it work and 
you know. I don't want to sit here and like and take a crap on the baby boomers because that seems to be a popular thing that's going <laughs> on in like the internet nowadays. Um, but I do think we need to think about being on like the right side of history and stuff sometimes. It's like when they say like the coal thing, and I'm not, again, I don't want to talk about politics, but yeah. when they say like we're gonna build more coal plants, keep taking the coal plants away. They didn't take the coal plants away to spite the coal workers. They took them away because solar power and wind power and this stuff is more efficient, right? right. It's a natural progression. Like things are not gonna go backwards. For all the teachers I meet who are like technology, it's ruining this and this and ruining this and this. I have a smart board in my room. I got laptops. Yeah. I got a Surface. I got five computers for my kids. You can't lean away from it. You got to lean into it. Yeah. You got to like understand that this is where we're going and the sooner you accept it, the easier it is to adapt to it. I use the computer in my room all the time. Yeah, I'll even that's just great. I even just pull up like NPR in the morning for the kids and just be like, here's some news stories. What do you guys know about the news? Just because I don't know what Yeah. yeah I don't know. It is it, that's a whole other thing we can yeah. go on for hours on this. All right. I do have some lightning round questions for you. Sure. Uh, again, Kate Riley, thank you for coming on the show, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, follow her at Rady Kylie on Twitter, one of my all-time favorite Twitter handles. Um, so, because you've been on the show, I had to come up with some different lightning round questions. Oh, little okay. man. All right. So, uh, number one, Kate Riley, uh, when you wake up in the morning, what is the first piece of media you consume? Usually Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Twitter still first? Yeah. I. It's just my preferred source of information. I... I like Twitter because you can curate your own, mm -hmm. you know, feed. I guess you can do that on any media, but I just feel like, you know, I'm a big fan of the Twitter lists, so you can yes, segment too. off who you follow to create kind of even mm -hmm. more, like, narrow curated lists, so. Twitter's fascinating to me. Twitter is probably, for the lo my longest-running uh, social media platform, even, yeah. pro even probably more than Facebook in terms of how I've interacted with it over the years. But Twitter is, like, one of the only social media companies that does not know how to monetize and does not make that much money. Twitter, like, I always, I'm always waiting for the day when they're like, nah, we're done, we can't. They make a lot of speculative money. They're worth a lot more than they yeah. actually make, which is, like, one of those weird things about today's world. Uh, all right, so very good. Uh, I was watching uh, YouTube with Mr. Parkinson and Mr. Sullivan this week. We ended up watching about an hour and a half of Global Guts. So it got me thinking, uh, what was your favorite Nickelodeon game show growing up? Were you a Guts person or were you a Legends of the Hidden Temple um, bubble there? I love... <laughs> uh, I liked Wild and Crazy Kids. Wild and Crazy Kids. Because I'm like, I could be on this show. Like, this is a realistic <laughs> show that I could be on someday. Um, I really did. And I even... Uh, you're bringing back a memory of being in college and... Um, Everyone's always surprised if Kira that I was in a sorority. I was a I, sorority. I, I'm not surprised anymore, person. but I was. I was surprised because um, you know that's not really my personality anymore. No. But it was great, and I do remember that there was some themed party because you know that's all sorority and fraternity and Greek life loves their themed parties. And I made custom um, Wild and Crazy Kids <laughs> T-shirts. Can I say when you say that, like, I look at myself now, like people wouldn't think that about me. I don't think I could have thought that about you then. Like, yeah. At, at no point in time. That at I ever, no point. That's true. I, I that's could, actually really true. Even imagine. people that have known me forever. Yeah, I think I surprised I my own mother with that <laughs> one. But um, You know, I think I watch Nickelodeon sometimes now because, again, nieces and nephews, I'm forced yeah. to watch stuff. I, I don't even like, recognize anything anymore. No, Nickelodeon was way cooler in our time. Yeah. I watched a lot of Doug, big Doug guy. Yep. All right. Uh, give me one book, album, movie, or television show you are currently reading, listening to, or watching. Um, I just finished Ozark on Netflix, which was mm -hmm. I've heard a lot um, about that. really, really cool. It was uh, a drama. Netflix is really killing it. About Did you watch Glow? Yeah, I loved Glow. Glow, was awesome. Glow are you kidding me? Glow is like. I, was, 
I am Mark Maron. Yeah. That's my person. Except for yeah. all the explicit drug yeah. use. Other than that, and his bad attitude. So I just finished Ozark, which was about money laundering and yep. crime, and that was cool. And I, Who's in that? Who's the guy? Uh, Jason Bateman. Bateman, right? Yeah. Oh, Jason Bateman. Yeah. I'm waiting for He was good. He was a good... There was some... Because it, it, it takes place in the Ozarks, and the way they... Um, they really create some characters, yeah. and um, I really enjoyed the characters a lot. The, mm-hmm. You know, because it's a a different type of person, mm-hmm. I guess. So that, and then I finished. I read a lot of books because oh, of the nice. this sixteen hours on a, a plane. <laughs> yeah, I thought of. I didn't even ask you about yeah. that. That must have been brutal. Did you sleep at all? Could you? Yeah, sleep? they like they make it nighttime, so okay, they like. Cool. I think they put something in the tea or something. Smart. But, um, yeah, yeah. That makes yeah. Sense. I just finished um, Sharp Objects by Jillian Flynn. She's the author of Gone Girl, mm-hmm. okay. and that was a thriller. I've been maybe that's why I haven't been I haven't had a lot of nightmares and maybe it's because I'm reading and watching all these like thriller dramas <laughs> this one was about a a mother who had um I don't know how to pronounce it Munchausen's uh, Munchausen's yeah children. where yeah, you yeah. like make your kids sick mm-hmm. so that yeah. you can take care okay. of them and oh yeah where she put like a little poison in the yeah yeah yeah, and yeah, yeah it was yeah. Like, basically oh, like a, oh, a story of that and I don't know but it was mm-hmm. Yeah, man, maybe that's why I've been having a lot of nightmares. <laughs> I gotta stop. The other night, I fell asleep watching a UFO documentary too. So, really uh, been hitting all the bases. So that kind of leads into my next question. What's like some? What's something that people wouldn't expect? Like some weird YouTube videos you look up? Because I, I always give the example. I like to watch like, like, uh, carpentry. Like I like watching people do like wood stuff. Really? Is there like a weird YouTube stuff that you're into? Like a weird YouTube channel you follow? Um, you know, I don't know. I don't really. I really don't watch a lot of videos. No? No. I just, uh, I don't know. I don't, like I said, I don't have attention span. So no if there's a video now. that's like really long, I'm, I'm not really, I'm not really into it. But um, I, I'm a big BuzzFeed fan BuzzFeed, and I do man. love like, I just love their stupid lists or like their collection of lists. Tumblr things. And <laughs> I, uh, I spend a lot of time on, on BuzzFeed and watching their like weirdo things so reddit is sort of like my buzzfeed at the moment like yeah. i i love reddit is sort of like an interesting mix because you can sort of curate it yeah. so i go a lot of like the liverpool stuff and then i go to a lot of like soccer stuff and then obviously dinosaurs godzilla all that crap but yeah also i i do get caught up going on like the the trump stuff on there yeah and it's like and i get really like frustrated like, i don't know why I, I don't know why i chose to look at this yeah. stupid um Last but not least, before I let you go, uh, oh yeah, I'm still waiting for that all female podcast with you and Higgins and Heather. <laughs> so one of these days, maybe we should do it. Yeah, it would be. I guarantee you that if you guys did an all women's podcast, it would be more popular than this show in like ten minutes. <laughs> like, people would love it. They'd be so excited. Uh, and I guess my last question for you, Kate Riley, thank you for coming in and yeah. spending so much time with us. Uh, where next, you vid- Where's next on your list for world travels? Where's your number oh, one goodness. destination? Well, I have no time off left, oh, so it's true. Maybe next year. Um, well, my new rule is I'm not going anywhere I can't get to within seven hours. Really? Yeah, travel Short was distance, a nightmare. Yeah. It was a literal the coming home, and I don't mean. I mean the flights were fine. Like we didn't have any setbacks, mm-hmm. nothing like that. But just like. In terms of like time spent traveling was a nightmare. So you ever done like you know what you should do? And I, I have a friend who did this. That you shouldn't do exactly what he did, but he just did like the U.S. thing. Like he took a train yeah. from like. New I York love to trains, Chicago. and that's what yeah. I was actually gonna say. Like I'd love to yeah. to to do. Um, you know, a my train friend trip. Dan Nolan. He works over on Cora. Dan yeah. Nolan did that. He took like a train to Chicago, and then like a train to Los Angeles, and then just hung out in California until he I decided to come back. I just saw some like, train that you can take <clears> down the West Coast, and I've never been to the West. 
Well, I've, I've been to Seattle, but I've never been to California at all. California. So it, I think um, I would love to do something like that, a train that, like, travels the, the West Coast. And you, I think you start in, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember the details. But you start, like, up on the northern coast, and then you travel down. And uh, I think that would be really cool. Yeah. So no no concrete. No concrete plans. No concrete plans. All right, plans. good. Uh, we have... Two weeks from today. We're yes, please come to the Get Down. Again, folks, minutica.com backslash get down. Uh, Kate Riley, always a pleasure. We Thank you, sir. Bring you back. Sir, no one calls me sir unless it's followed by, like, please get out or you're making a scene <laughs> or anything like that. Uh, folks, we'll be back to the show in just a moment. started the recording before Kevin got back to the desk. Uh, just I like to keep you on your toes, Heather. You, you do. You, I'm, I'm like, it's okay. I'm here. I'm listening. I'm talking. Uh, thank you once again uh, to our good friend, Kate Riley, who mm. it's always... Yeah, I, I said it before. You know, I spent another hour and a half talking with her afterwards. I just don't spend enough time with her. And that's because I don't go out anywhere. I'm, <laughs> I, I know. To... I don't either. She's the first person I've gone out with in a while, just for a couple of drinks. I talked to her about it after. I need to start. I'm going to start, like, forcing myself. Well, 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 to be fair, I need to get paid again. My summer vacation is over, and I start getting paid again. So, like, money allows you to do things and go out. Oh, absolutely. Money can buy you commerce and things. Mm-hmm. You know? It's, what do you know about money? I actually <laughs> forgot to show up, and she had to buy my drink. Four more so. to more problems. This is what I know. Uh... Well, uh, here's a, I got some money for it. I got $5, a shiny $5 bill in my pocket okay. for one of you two guys. Girls. If you can, oh guys, guys, and girls. guys and gals, uh, Jeez, Sam. if either of you guys can answer me this question. Just a fundamental lack of respect. I'm just a girl. Sorry, let's move on. Let's go with the question. Let's do it. You're all my bros. Everyone's everyone's my bros. You're, bro. You're all my lads. The whole world is my lads. Stop. All the okay. men and women go in the, the world. <laughs> all right, so $5, shiny $5 bill. If one of you guys can name me the person who won the last season of American Idol last year. Oh, I don't have a clue. No clue, right? No. Not a clue. Was Kevin? I thought it was canceled. I don't think anybody knows. No, <laughs> fair. No, I only remember the first, like, two. I don't think that information's been recorded. A good point. Who won the first American Idol? Kelly Clarkson. That's right. On this day in 2002. Oh, no, it's history. It's Knock you oh. right into history. Oh. Come on, that was a good what? segue. That was a good oh. segue. On this day in 2002, Kelly Clarkson uh, won the first uh, American Idol. Uh, we talked a lot about reality shows last week, and we talked a little bit about American Idol, but um, I actually remember this very specifically. I was rooting for Kelly Clarkson over that weird... Clake. And... No, no, that was no, the second was... season. It was Justin Guliani. Oh, he's the guy with the curly hair. And they made that terrible movie, movie yes, from yep. Kelly to Justin. Yep, that was awful. Uh, just a couple of things. Kelly Clarkson, when she won that contest, was living in Texas and was a cocktail waitress. <laughs> she has now gone on to sell 25 million albums worldwide, and she's won three Grammys as long as well as three other... Not a bad life. No. Mm. I thought it was interesting. Like Kelly Clarkson, 
is probably the most legit American Idol winner, right? Mm-hmm. Is there any question that she's not the best one? No, she's the best one. Uh, what about the Carrie Underwood there? Oh, yeah. Carrie Underwood. So, those two, right? Did she even but win, though? Kelly Clarkson, no, she did. She, she did okay. win Carrie Underwood. But Kelly Clarkson seems to be the most honest. Like, when I think of her, like, the real, like... Marketing. Marketing. Yes, she's she's marketing. Got, she got me. True. She got me. She got me. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm a slave to Brandon. Kelly, <laughs> like, I love you. Uh, <laughs> no, listen, I, I remember... Kelly, if you're listening. Couple, <laughs> it's me, Heather. Heather Watts won on Twitter. A <laughs> uh, couple things about Kelly Clarkson. Number one, uh, apparently she's regarded, even like in music circles today, as like still one of the best natural voices, like singers today. Like she really apparently does have like a truly magnificent voice and even in real life. Uh, it's not like it's not it's not like Pro Tools or anything. It's not like they, where they're modifying it or anything. Uh, also, uh, I'm gonna find a list of winners here for you. I want to see if you remember any of these people besides Carrie Underwood. We said Carrie Underwood. What about Ruben Stutter? Do you remember Ruben uh, Stutter? Oh yeah. yeah, he had that one song. I don't um, know any of his songs. I just remember him. I remember him. It's, that's a good one. You're gonna notice the trend. It's called guy. It's called I'm Sorry 2003. And it's an it's an amazing song. It's like I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's, it's pretty good. Uh, and then someone named I didn't I never heard of this one. Fantasia. Oh yeah, 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 She did a Lifetime movie. She did all Fantasia. Very famous. Yeah. Yes. Really. I mean, a very famous relative term, but yeah. What about Jordan Sparks? Of course. Oh, yeah, Jordan, yeah. Everybody knows her too. Yeah. Maybe I'm just lame. I, I remember Taylor yeah, Hicks. You guys remember Taylor Hicks? Yeah, yeah he was the gray hair yeah. fella. The Soul Patrol. My mom yeah. really liked him. Everybody's mom liked him. Everybody's <laughs> loved Taylor Hicks. And then somebody named David Cook. Oh, I remember David Cook. No. I mm. remember that name. Uh, there are some people. I watched a lot more than I thought. Maybe you did. You're a stay-at-home mom now. Uh, that's not fair. <laughs> not fair. <laughs> Here's some people who didn't win, though, who went on to do great things. Uh, Clay Aiken. Did not win, but he actually outsold a lot of the people who did win, which I remember working at FYE, his album sold a lot, which was crazy. People mm. loved Clay Aiken. Uh, Chris Daughtry, every every oh, mom's yeah. dream. Mm-hmm. Chris Daughtry, he came in fourth. And then Jennifer Hudson yep. came in seventh and then won an Oscar, so she was like, yeah, she did, suck like, it, American she Idol. She most successful, yeah, I think. Like, Jennifer Hudson like. is legit. An Oscar, look... You can be even Kelly Clarkson. You got three Grammys. You got twenty five million. But an Oscar's an Oscar. An Oscar is an Oscar. You got an Oscar. It's a short list of people. Yeah. Mic drop. Uh, so there you go. Two thousand two. Kelly Clarkson. I did have to go out of uh, order because of this though. Just so you guys That's know. Oh, so so, so there are gonna be more. Oh. Yes, uh, there are. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Um, on this day in eighteen eighty six, uh, <laughs> Apache Chief Geronimo surrendered to the United States government uh, troops uh, for thirty years. He was. Uh, he was protect. He fought to protect America and his homeland from invading Americans, which they gotta hate us right now. So wait, right? that's different than Apache Chief Aaron Lamb. Different than the <laughs> Apache Chief uh, Aaron okay. Lamb. Geronimo. Okay. Uh, Geronimo. Uh, Geronimo's surrender to General Nelson and Miles uh, officially made him the last uh, Indian warrior to formally submit to U.S. forces during uh-huh. the Indian War. So the last. Warrior, the last of the... Well, it's not a Mohican, I was going to say. No. The last of the Apache Chiefs. last of the Apache Chiefs, besides Apache Chief. Right. <laughs> something different. Uh, what else do I got here? Oh, here's one for you. Uh, uh, no, I like this one. It's interesting. Because uh, you... I have to reach out to you on this one, because I don't have anything for this. On Who, this day, me? Yeah, you. On this day in 1957, uh, the New York Times gave Jack Kerouac's On the Road a rave review. Uh, I never read... On the road, and I feel like it's one of those books that gets referenced all the time that I probably should have read. Uh, did you read On the Road? You read everything. I read On the Road a very long time ago. Of course you did. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's it much like many books you'll find that hold such like a high place in in the culture mm-hmm. and in American literature, other kinds of literature, almost any kind of art really. There's so much hype that leads up to it that it, it lends itself very easily to your reading, and you're like, well, this is nice, but you have to almost take into account the the context for the time that it was released and what was going on in the society upon which it debuted. Yeah. And so I think looking at it like that, I see what all the hype is about, but like reading it now, I'm like, oh, this is a nice read, but it's not like changing the way I live my life personally. There's a quote from uh, Kerouac's girlfriend who had told the reporter at the time that he went, he went to bed obscure and woke up famous. This was his second, uh, his second novel. Uh, apparently, I didn't know this, he also wrote more than 25 books. This seems to be yeah. the only book that anyone ever talks about. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he died in 1967 at 47, uh, alcoholism. Uh, history, uh, the legend has it, though, that he wrote this book in just three weeks, typing it on a 120-foot scroll made from taped-together sheets of tracing paper. I don't know if that's real. It's a good legend. Yeah, I feel like I should have read Kerouac. I feel like I picked it up once, mm-hmm. looked at it, and I was like, ah, I think I'm done here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, and then finally, uh, on this day in ni- oh, we have two more. I'm sorry. On this day in 1972, uh, on this day in 1972, Mark Spitz won his seventh gold medal in the 1972 Munich Olympics. Uh, for over 40 years, this was the most Olymp- uh, most gold medals ever won by an Olympian. This was broken in 2012 by anybody. A uh, good friend of the podcast, Michael Phelps. Yeah, there you go, Michael Phelps, GFOP. Um, they made a movie about this. A lot of people, Mark Spitz was like a hero when he came back to America, but when he actually won the medals, it was overshadowed by the events of the next day uh, where the Palestinian terrorists attacked the Israeli team at Munich. They made the movie about it in 2005. Uh, So a lot of, when it actually happened, it was very much overshadowed by the events uh, that happened the next day. But Spitz did come back to be like an American hero. He was on weedy boxes. Every mom loved him. He had like that Tom Selleck thing going on with the mustache. Tom Selleck. The 70s were a good time for mustaches. Uh, and then finally, on this day in 1951, uh, President Truman uh, made his opening speech before a conference in San Francisco, marking the first time a television program was broadcast coast to coast. Uh, I thought this was interesting. What year was it? 1951, right? Seems kind of. It seems. It seems weird that it was only that recent, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you think it should have been earlier? <laughs> No, it just feels like it just feels, time, it it feels like ni- that wasn't so 19, long ago. 1950 doesn't feel like that long ago for it to only be the first time that we had like a national broadcast. Um, now, you guys are maybe going to be annoyed about this, but it got me thinking about something that I was reading <laughs> on the internet. Uh, and there's a lot of words for it, but a lot of it's called like historical span. Basically, they, these ideas of you think of these events as happening and then they're done, but a lot of times mm-hmm. these events span over long periods of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got looking at some really interesting stuff I thought was interesting, and these are some unlikely simultaneous historical events that I'm going to attempt to blow your mind with. You guys ready? I'm ready. Okay. All right. So, when pilgrims landed on Plymouth Rock, you could already visit what is now Santa Fe, New Mexico, stay at a hotel, eat at a restaurant, and buy Native American silver. I thought that was interesting. (laughs) There you go. Native Americans. Uh, the first definitely here first. <laughs> they were they definitely here first. Definitely here first. Uh, this was kind of dark. Uh, prisoners began to arrive at Auschwitz a few days after the first McDonald's was founded. That's a weird one. I thought that was odd. Mm. Kind of dark. That's very dark. This one seems unrealistic. I, this one blew my mind. The first wagon trail of the uh, the first wagon train of the Oregon Trail heads out the same year the fax machine was invented. 
Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's so wild. Yeah, facts. Facts trash. It's trash <laughs> technology. It's very old. All right, here's one for you. Uh, in 1971, uh, Switzerland gave women the right to vote. Do you know what America did? We drove a buggy on the moon. Oh, wow. So a hot shot at the Swiss not being as progressive as us. Just throwing that out. We only had the right to vote for, what, like 20 minutes in 1961? <laughs> uh, when Microsoft was founded, Spain still had a fascist dictatorship. In... <laughs> uh, when the pyramids were being built, there were still living woolly mammoths. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the Aztec Empire was founded, Oxford University was over 300 years old. That's crazy. When what was founded? Oxford University. It was 300 years old. And this is one for all you nerds out there. Jack the Ripper was on the loose in 1888, the same year that a playing card company in Japan was founded called Nintendo. That's right, Nintendo. Oh, wow. <laughs> also the same year, a young German immigrant named uh, Francis Xavier Matt bought the West and started the West End Brewing Company, 1888. Uh, I'm glad I see. The year that Nintendo was founded. Nintendo? See? FX Matt, Jack the Ripper. Well, two out of three are pretty good. Jack the Ripper. Yeah, I don't know if that's that's pretty good. You ever hear that Jack Ripper was the hoax? There was no real Jack the Ripper that was just no. like a... Uh, I've heard that. Yeah, it's a, it's a good conspiracy theory. There's a lot of theories about Jack the Ripper. Oh. Who's to say? So there you so there you go. Uh, those are your extended history lessons. I thought that was cool, the simultaneous history events. No? No. I like the simultaneous history I mean, you tricked us events, into yeah. it, so that was nice. I saw a map. There's maps you can buy for this, which I think are fascinating if you ever find them on the internet. They're called, like, world maps, uh, like, world time span maps, and they're these huge, long maps that show when all these world events happened in different countries and when they started. They're really, really cool and really intricate and hard to look at in the internet. So We've got ever- them for sale on theudicast.com. Yeah. twenty four ninety five. I wish I had. See, we got to start hawking products. That's- Only th- and then we're, that's like, a- Alex Jones. Then we're InfoWars. We're just... We're having money. We're giving problems. <laughs> we're giving people problems and selling them solutions. Actually, that's the way it works these days. Yeah, that's what happens. Mm. We just we won't do. We won't be really bad guys. We'll just do like smaller scale. Yeah. We won't be as bad as Alex Jones. Speaking, that's how you get started. Hey, yeah. speaking of really bad guys, uh, I want to make an. I want to do some updates about uh, Hurricane Harvey. We haven't. We didn't talk about it last week. What do you guys know about this Joel Osteen character? Oh, oh man. <laughs> I almost brought back oh. uh, I'm done with this guy this you week should. for Joel Osteen. That would have been a good one. Uh, so for you folks who don't know about this, Joel Osteen, um, he owns a mega church uh, in Houston, which briefly refused to open their doors uh, to flood victims during the hurricane. Uh, I heard about this, ironically enough, because ex-NFL quarterback and ESPN celebrity, or former ESPN celebrity Sean Salisbury was the guy who called him out for it. It was all over sports news. Because he lives in Houston, and he apparently knew this guy. He was, like, knocked on the door. He was like, why aren't you letting people in? Uh, Olstein did have some claims for why he didn't <laughs> open the church. Do you guys want to know why? I think one of them uh, was because he was getting his floors done. He claimed <laughs> no, he, he claimed that it was too flooded for people to get to, and people got on Twitter like, no, man, I just walked out here. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. uh, because, you know, liars. And I think that he also said, he's like, oh, well, nobody asked me to be open. <laughs> He's okay. <laughs> he responded. He's a little busy. <laughs> Sorry, I'm surviving. Um, the bi- invitation. Oh, he said. Uh, he said without the floodgates, there wouldn't we wouldn't be here tonight. Once the water started to recede, then he let people back in. So that was his thing. You can't let people back have, in if they weren't in. I wouldn't even want to go in there. I would just try to 
to survive. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm not trying I wouldn't to even want to go into his place. And that'd be tough for me. As a, as a, as no, because I would go in and hold dominion of an entire church. <laughs> I'd go in there and be subversive. What's funny about that church, uh, that I follow a really funny subreddit on Reddit called Evil Buildings. And that building, Lakewood Mega Church, used to be a different venue that put on like rock and roll concerts. It does not look like a church. It used to be, I think the Rockets used to play there. Yeah, it's a wild, it's a wild venue. Houston Rockets NBA team used to play in the building that is now the church. Like it's mm. a stadium for him to go and talk prosperity gospel. Mm. He's a snake oil salesman of the first degree. He's not as evil as a lot of them, but boy, he's getting some mm. bad press. He is getting some bad press. Uh, and well deserved, I think, for the most part, right? Yeah. Yeah. Here's, yeah. a, here's a guy who gets a lot of flack in the sports press who did a really cool thing who I'm going to give some props to, and that's J.J. Watt of the Houston Texans. Did you guys read about J.J. Watt? Mm. Eternal good guy J.J. Watt. Eternal good guy J.J. Watt, who gets a lot of flack for being eternal good guy sometimes. Like, he gets a lot of stick on the internet and Twitter, and, like, he's an easy target. J.J. Uh, Watt started, uh, like, a GoFundMe-style campaign. I don't remember what platform he did, so I don't want to name it, but uh, you can find it on the internet. It's all over the place. Their initial goal was to raise $200,000, and the goal kept going up and up and up and up. You guys want to take a guess at where it's at right now? I shot in the no dark. Idea. Three million. Three million? Take a shot in the dark? Five million. $18.5 million. Uh, this is, and I saw a really good tweet about this. This is a really good case of athletes not sticking to sports. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of athlete things, especially with like the Colin Kaepernick things. People be like, oh, Athletes shouldn't use their platform. Did to... you see? So the Cleveland Browns players have all been a bunch of them been kneeling down for the anthem uh, in solidarity with Kaepernick. So the Cleveland Police Union said that they're no longer gonna they're they're not gonna hold up the flag and do the flag. I did see this. Oh, yeah. I did because see of the pro. Oh, so so what the Cleveland Police are saying is they're gonna sit out a flag ceremony as a form of protest. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so, so fast backwards. Isn't that... So you're going to not stand for the flag because they're not, like, to protest the protesting? I, guess, I mean, can you be any more hypocritical? What bothers me is I don't like the fact that you're putting me in a place where I have to defend athletes who are the, le- the people who need the least amount of defense in the world. I know. But, like, I, I, do, I stand behind what I said when the Kaepernick thing was going on. If you are an athlete, you have a platform. Maybe it's it's in your best interest to use Absolutely. that platform to stand up for the things that you believe in, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, 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 to an extent, I get I don't, I don't know. I, not everybody on this planet has a voice that people look up to. You know what I mean? I guarantee you that more people... It's like we talked about Kyrie Irving and the Flat Earth thing. More kids look up to Kyrie Irving than their science teachers. Mm-hmm. More people look up to J.J. Watt than Donald Trump, I bet. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, to a certain people, extent. Absolutely. Hopefully. Hopefully. Right. <laughs> Jesus. But, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like... These people, whether or not you want to admit that athletes have an important voice or whether you want to debate whether that voice is important or not, their voices are loud and people hear them and respond to them. Well, and you'll always get like low information. People have been like, oh, well, it's dumb. It shouldn't be like that. Those people shouldn't be looked up to like that. Okay, children, but they are. So until that problem gets fixed, we have to address in yeah. order of urgency. Yeah. If you want to make an argument about like the glamorization of celebrity and celebrity culture in America, that's a different argument. And yes, I can I'll have that talk with you, but that's that's not what's going on yeah. here. Do you know what I mean? Um again, we talked about this with Katie during the interview. I really do think that if you take a step back from the politics stuff, I really really do feel like people are just more stressed and angry now than they've ever been just in casual 
meetings with people in the streets and when you go to like in stores or restaurants or wherever you go and you run into people there's, everybody's ready to have an argument there's a shortness there's yeah. a mm-hmm. there's a fuse that's shorter than it's ever been i don't under i don't know how to pinpoint it whether it's been building up for a long time or whether it's just been exacerbated i don't know but it's real i, I really do i really truly believe that i don't know Okay, that was, that was heavy. Do you guys want to start on something a little, uh, end on something a little lighter? I don't know. Is it a history lesson? It's not a history <laughs> lesson. Trick. I don't know. It's not a history lesson. Or uh, trick poor Heather. So She's pouting. Sometimes when I'm doing prep for the show, before before I get started, <laughs> there's like a weird downtime when I get ready for the show where I don't want to prep. I'll take like an hour when I get home from work to not prep or just relax, clear my head, watch something. I usually watch funny YouTube videos or news stuff or whatever. We were watching some today about... <laughs> Terrible song, oh, great songs by terrible bands. And it got us thinking a lot about music and about bands we listened to. And one of the bands they kept talking about was Limp Bizkit. And it got me thinking about, so Heather, I'll give you a second to think about it. And Kev, we were sort of talking about it. What is the worst band that you've ever truly, truly loved? The worst. The um, worst, the most critically reviled band that you truly, truly enjoyed, at least at one point in time. You don't have to like them now, but at some point in time, you were on board. I came up with a couple of them. Oh, gosh. Um, what the heck? I, um, what the heck is the name? The guy with the long hair that everyone hates with the blonde, curly, long hair. Uh, Nickelback? Yeah. You like me? Did you? <laughs> I oh! I'm glad you said that. I caught a lot of flack for saying I went to a Nickelback concert on no, you this did, show a few weeks but ago. But I can remember, like, jamming out to some of his stuff, so... For the punk rocker kids out there, I you may remember a man called Good Charlotte. Oh my gosh, that was my second one. That was definitely uh, Good my Charlotte. first album only. I went and saw him concert twice. But that first album, I was 100% in on. And there's no denying that I really liked that first album. And when they were on MTV doing like Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, I was happy for mm-hmm. them. It was a downturn for them. But that might be up there with one of the worst quote-unquote like critically unloved bands that I certainly loved hard. For a, a while, at least. Mm. Um, I think Limp Bizkit, you said, was... I did have both those Limp Bizkit albums. I did listen to them. Yeah, that was... A, that was Man, that was yep. different times. Different times. Everybody time. had it. Every, yeah, like, every I, different kind of kid. The rap kids, the, mm. the rock and roll kid. Everybody had it. I'm trying to think. Uh, Dave Matthews is the one that Stop. popped... I loved him. I, I loved Dave. I loved, loved, Still loved love Dave him. Matthews. <laughs> did you like Avril Lavigne? Not really. That's one I hear a lot of people talk about. Was like I really love a lot of women I've talked to in the show. But I Avril Lavigne, and then not much after. Mm. Like only complicated. <laughs> Kevin, anything yet for me? There's. I'm trying to. I know that there's some like giant, uh, perfect example of it. Because I'm thinking of, like different songs that I liked. I'm trying to think of somebody that I really truly like loved. I'm like this is my band. I love the hell out of this band. And like now I look back and I'm like oh no no no. Mm. Um. I don't know. A lot of small bands. Yeah. I'll like say that. I knew Glory, so love them. When Ooh, I was bite, you, <laughs> bite your tongue <laughs> for saying it. Balls are I can keep going. Really good. So like, I, think, I, I, think, I think about it like this, right? So there was... A, I'm putting the self-titled New Found Glory album right now. <laughs> Here's a good example, right? So when you God, get... vinyl. <laughs> You do have, we do have a lot of punk rock. I don't rock think so. I don't think that, a lot of the punk rock, yes. Um, I like that one, though. So like... I, <laughs> <laughs> it must be thought. It threw me off track. I still Literally. like Fun Glory. I think when you get into punk you rock, should. I think when you get into like a genre, right? This happens mm-hmm. with genres. 
I liked punk rock music. So you dive in to all Every these album. punk rock bands, right? So I like New Glory. I like Blink-182. I like, uh, you know, Green Day. Puff Daddy and the Family. That's mine. Oh! That was mine. Oh, that was Puff mine. Daddy there was the a family. period of time. Yeah, there was a period of time. Uh, there was a period of time. There was, there <laughs> it was, was a lot of like that early hip-hop before I started listening to guitar music in eighth, like eighth, the summer going to ninth grade. Hashtag us with your worst band you ever loved. loved. Hashtag period of time. <laughs> Just give me give me a band hashtag period of time. If I get anybody who survived the end of the show, I'll know that you did it. That's it. That was fun. We survived another week. Uh, thank you again. You're welcome. To Kate Riley and Heather and Kevin, obviously, and everyone who joined us. And again, downtown get down. Go to midutica.com backslash get down. Uh, you can follow Heather at Twitter underscore Heather Waz. Have you been tweeting? You- I tweet. I tweet. I think this week I've been a little bit off on my tweeting. I've been off on my tweeting. I've been tweeting a little more because Twin Peaks was on. Kev, underscore, Kevin Sullivan. Have you been tweeting at all? I deleted a couple tweets. <laughs> did, you, did, you, did you? No, I didn't actually. No, I haven't been doing anything. I, I still look. Uh, still not even as much as I used to, but mm. I still look from time to time, but I don't tweet because now... Like, you either got to be all in or not. Like, it's I'm going to fire off one or two miscellaneous tweets for a period of two or three days every six months. I just still can't see you because you blocked me. Blocked. No, yeah, yeah, and you are blocked. You will continue to be blocked. <laughs> just like you asked for. You're welcome. I didn't ask for it. You're welcome. You said nobody ever blocked you. I just you. said I never I asked for it. I could do that favor. I'm glad I could check off your bucket list. But I was list. only on... Okay. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, SoundCloud, MadeInUtica.com, Uticast.com. Uh, keep it tight. Woodstock lives. Um, I'm trying to add more stuff. Uh, keep it tight. Keep it tight. Always and forever. Keep it tight. Boom, boom, lives. Hashtag. I'm done. Hit the space bar.